Get ready. You're about to enter the Renzo Republic. What's up, America? Once again, welcome to the one, the only Remso Republic podcast. I'm your host, as always, Remso W. Martinez, broadcasting to you from coast to coast from the one and only Commonwealth of Virginia. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us tonight, old and new listeners alike. If you're an old listener, you've heard me say this a trillion times, so I'm going to go like our national debt and just keep adding trillions and trillions more for our new listeners because we're getting new listeners every single day season three is even more fantastic than season two we're loving it thank you so much so folks here's the deal we have one thing here we want to make freedom fun again that means we're going to go ahead and go after the fake news we're going to go ahead and go after the slime balls we're going to go ahead and confront the culture and at the same time we want to have fun because why would anyone be want to be part of something that's not fun there it is folks make freedom fun again we're going to show people why limited government, why free markets, why individualism, why all this awesome stuff, conservatives, libertarians, whatever special label you want to throw onto yourself to make you feel special. If you want more freedom, I'm your guy. As always, follow me on Twitter at Remso101. That's R-E-M-S-O 101 on Twitter and find us on Facebook and everywhere else as well. Um, this has been – how do I put this? I, I like where we're going as a country. And no, that's not the seal of, you know, the the gold stamp on the current administration or anything else. I'm just saying that for once, it feels good to have an administration that doesn't absolutely hate the country. It's good to have some Republicans in the House Freedom Caucus doing a pretty dang good job at things. It's good to see actual people that said they were going to get involved in the liberty movement after 2016 actually get involved. And overall, I want to say that, you know, while a lot of people are saying that we're about to enter like an Apocalypse Now scenario, I, I think this is the closest thing to an era of good feelings we're going to get. But then again, maybe it's because I've taken a little bit too many hits on the head. Um, I want to give a special shout out to my friend Denzel. If you watch the live show way on your back, um, you may have heard me talk about Denzel. But if you're Denzel, if you're listening to this, I want to say this again because it's totally been, you know, just reminding me of this lately. But uh, I, I was in D.C. a little while back. I live right outside of D.C. in Northern Virginia. And I went into D.C. to go grab lunch of Denzel. And, um, you know, there was an incident at the Cannon Building. I thought it was an anthrax threat. A lot of people thought it was. It ended up being a fire drill. But anyway, everyone's outside. Capitol Hill Police finally let us back into the Cannon Building. I walk into uh, Congressman Garrett's office. No one else is there. Door's unlocked. I sit down. I make myself at home on my phone with a bottle of water. And next thing you know, Denzel comes in. He's like, Rebso, you're here. And I'm like, yeah, because we were going to grab lunch. And he's like, oh, did you just walk in the office? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh, well. I was supposed to lock that because I'm the emergency uh, situation guy. And I was like, wow, you, you done messed up. But, uh, you know, we walked around. Uh, we found a place to go grab lunch. Um, Juliana was at the beach. It was a guy's day out. So I'm I'm walking around D.C. And, you know, it it's really hard to kind of just focus on just, you know, having a, a good day in the most powerful country in the world without looking around at some of the people, looking around at some of the protesters, looking around at, you know, just – the massive, massive government we have. When you look at what our founders imagined our country to be, I don't think they imagined it being like this, where so much power is just concentrated in D.C. 
I was talking to the Uber driver that drew, drove me up that day, and we were talking about things. And he's like, you know what? Uh, you know, we, we always end up talking about politics. If you're an Uber driver in Northern Virginia, D.C., I love you because you guys are always wanting to talk about this type of stuff. But he was like, you know, I, I want to see change for, you know, more freedom and stuff like that, but it's not going to happen in D.C. And he's absolutely right. If we want to see actual limited government constitutionalist ideas come out into the world, it's not going to happen in D.C. D.C. is too much of an ossified machine, as John McAfee once said. It's too, you know, it's it's just too set in its ways. If it's actually going to change, it's going to have to come outside of there. But wh- where do things change? I mean, if we talk just local races, I mean, the Constitution Party is a dead heaping pile of shit. The Libertarian Party, I mean, it's just... I, I, there are some libertarian candidates, and you've heard me bring them on the show. They're just absolutely remarkable, but they're remarkable individuals. They're not part of a remarkable party. But you, you talk about this. You talk about decentralization. You look at what the blockchain is doing. You look at what you know disruptive technologies are doing. You talk about you know the the movement for limited government. And if you remember from season two, we had Joel Curtinitis on with a Federalist Party. I, I'll be completely honest. I, I think. Maybe it's a fad, but it's not a fad that has died yet. And the fact that we're still talking about it means that it's still there. So I want to talk about, you know, just change outside of D.C. I want to talk about federalism. I want to talk about disruptive technologies because what we're seeing is all around it comes down to one word, decentralization. But I'm not going to be the only one to talk to you about that tonight. I want to bring on our special guest. He's an author over at the Libertarian Republic and a journalist in good sense. He's not part of the fake news, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, Eli Bowman. Eli, welcome to the Rumsa Republic, buddy. Hi, Rimsel. Thank you. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. So, you know, di- disruptive technologies, decentralization, Federalist Party, Bitcoin. It's yeah. It is it a fad? Well, I think I think parts of it are, parts of it aren't. Uh, I think that that Bitcoin. I mean, it's no news. It's Bitcoin has spiked and then it's kind of settled down a little bit. But um, I think cryptocurrency is certainly here to stay. Bitcoin seems to be the leader in that. Uh, but if for some reason Bitcoin falls apart, specifically Bitcoin, you still have the blockchain technology. You still have Litecoin. You still have some other cryptos out there, Ethereum that are that are doing well, that are still solid, performing well. Um, so, I mean, is it a fad? It's I think the, the jury's still out on it. As far as third parties go, I think that I think third parties are the future, Remzo. And, and I think that uh, the Federalist Party, it's so funny you mentioned that. I think that the Federalist Party is is one, and there, there are several out there that are trying to do this, right? That, you know, they're trying to to get up and to get going, to get steam, because they they kind of identify that now's the time to do that. People are kind of tired of the swamp, as we keep hearing, and they want another option. The Libertarian Party has tried for so long, so long, but 40 years? Has it been 40 years it, that they've been? It's been 1971, and if I had a dollar for time. every major Libertarian victory, I'd be broke as hell. <laughs> you would. You would. Uh, so, you know, the, the, why haven't they been able to get a major victory in 40 years? Well, they're not doing something right. I think what you said earlier was right on the money. I think that there are great patriots in the Libertarian Party that are part of the liberty movement. But I think the party is so imperfect that uh, it, it, ha- it it's failed the people that are in it, if that makes sense. Um 
so I think the Federalist Party, they, they're doing things differently. They're really taking advantage of technology. They're probably they're probably going to be in the next six to 12 months the most <laughs> the most technologically innovative party in the country. And I'm talking about Democrats and Republicans as well. They're 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 leveraging every tool available to them, and they 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 just keep growing. They just keep growing. I think it's fascinating what they're doing, and I'm, I'm watching them very closely. And I I agree with what they say. It, what what is it? Because the thing that Joel kept bringing up about the Federalist Party was it appeals to everyone because it's not a specified religion. It's more of a I'm sorry, not religion though. I think. People tend to turn politics into a religion. He, he brought the fact that, you know, it can appeal to Democrats, Republicans, progressives, libertarians, everyone, because what focuses on is just an even playing field when it comes to policy. And my problem with that is, yeah, you know, I like federalism, but I don't think you can have a party that's just based off, you know, it's like you're following the rule book instead of a rule for life. You're looking at how do I build, you know, an Ikea shelf, not how do I govern in a you know, productive way. I mean, I, I, I get where they're going. It's just, I'm, I'm not really buying it. The, the whole premise is to bring it back down to as small and local as possible. Uh, obviously starting with bringing power back to the States uh, via the 10th amendment, just via the constitution. <laughs> this isn't, this isn't a new philosophy. This is old stuff. And the Federalist Party is just championing that. And the reason it works for people on both sides of the spectrum is that if you are in Berkeley, California, okay, there's a 99% chance that you are left on the left side, left-leaning liberal, progressive, more likely progressive. Communist. Communist. That's, that's, that's called spade a spade. Had to say it. And if, you, if you're in uh, rural Texas – you're as red, you're as red as red can be, red as blood, right? So, if you bring government down to the local level and focus on bringing it to the states, your voice is more powerful. So now your vote means more. So this is why it appeals to Republicans and Democrats who are disenfranchised with their, the two-party system, because they're bringing it back down to where the voice of the people matters most on the state and local level. And I can champion that. I can get behind that. Yeah, well, I, I definitely have some more questions about this, Eli. But first, we're going to go ahead and hit our fi first commercial break. <laughs> I almost said final for a second. Oops. <laughs> our first commercial break. Folks, hang on tight. You're listening to The Remster Republic with Eli Bowman from The Libertarian Republic. Hang on tight. We'll be back in a moment. Let's make freedom fun again. Join the Rimsay Republic on Patreon today. Today. Take the show on the go by subscribing to the Rims of the Republic on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, and YouTube. Don't be left out. It's time to shake up your podcast feed, folks, by subscribing to Lions of Liberty, the only libertarian variety show out there. Spend Mondays with me, Mark Clare, as I feature in-depth interviews with great names in the libertarian community and fun roundtable discussions. Electric Liberty Land with me, Brian McWilliams, every Wednesday, your weekly dose of comedy, culture, and liberty. And Felony Fridays with me, John Odermatt, where I expose injustice in the broken criminal justice system. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and at lionsofliberty.com. Hey! 
Hey everyone, the Johnny Rocket Launchpad is Liberty. Each week we strive to bring you the best guests in talk radio. The Johnny Rocket Launchpad delivers weekly interviews of noteworthy politicians, experts, and activists. The Johnny Rocket Launchpad is bringing the party to the Libertarian Party and launching ideas in your direction. Check us out at johnnyrocketlaunchpad.com. You can hear me, Kurt Nelson, and the beautiful Heather Nixon talk about the ideas of liberty. Rock and roll. Make sure to visit libertarianwingmedia.com, where you can find articles written by libertarians all over the world on all of today's issues. Check out our podcast network with monthly and weekly podcasts. Check out our Libertarian t-shirt store with t-shirts like Make Markets Free Again and Make Markets Not War. And you too can become an author at Libertarian Wing Media and write what you want, when you want. Just email alexmerced at alexmerced.com. Thank you very much. Welcome back to the program. We're going to keep talking about what we mentioned earlier, but I, I want to kind of pivot a little bit because I've just got some questions about this. It's like, e- Eli, I, I completely agree with you that the Federalist Party is the most technologically innovative force in terms of, you know, not just third party innovation, but just political, you know, apparatus innovation. Um, you know, I, I, I spent, you know, I've got good friends in the Constitution Party. I've got you know, I have a history of the Libertarian Party. I was part of the Libertarian Party of Virginia. I worked on Libertarian campaigns. And um, my, my biggest thing is when you look at just third parties in general, the technology, the ambition, everything else can be there. But if the people aren't, you know, really in it, nothing really goes anywhere. And I'm, you know, I don't want to sound like a yeah. hypocrite. I'm a Republican now. I've been a Republican for almost a year now. And while I see that, yeah, you might not have a lot of perfect Republicans, you might not have a lot of perfect conservatives, but what you have are people that understand, okay, this is what it takes to make a party work. And for the most part, yeah, there are some weak Republican parties throughout the country at the local level, but for the most part, even your, you know, your most, you know, grassroots, grass-fed gangsta Republican party out in podunk wherever <laughs> they're going to have a, a better way of working with things than let's say, you know, a very new technologically innovative party that's only run by a couple people. So do you think that there's a movement that will, can actually like manifest itself or is it going to be like the Gary Johnson people where it's like, Oh, I'll change my banner to let Gary debate. I'll put my Johnson well thing on my frame. I'll share every libertarian thing out there, but voting's aggression, bro. I think it can, but it requires a shift in paradigm. The reason that the weakest, most gangster Republican local party can thrive still is because that's what everyone knows. Everyone has the same paradigm with the two-party system. The Federalists, and this is their biggest challenge, Remzo, is educating people on a different way of looking at a party. My, my thing is this, you know, at least when it comes to a party kind of circulating around a given ideology, you know what to expect from people. But my thing is this, if I'm a conservative in my state Federalist Party chapter and 
I'm surrounded by everyone else who's a hardcore progressive who are also leaders within the Federalist Party in my state. What's to prevent them from turning the state into a full-on Marxist hellhole? If we're just going based off, oh, well, you know, the majority is in control of this given situation. They're using the given institutions. They're following the law. You know, it's like New York. There wasn't a law saying you can't have, you know, free college. In California, there's no such thing as a law that says you can't have single-payer health care. So there aren't necessarily things – there are things there to protect the rights of the individual, but there aren't things there to prevent from the tyranny of big government. Well, that's true. I think that you're going to have the tyranny of big government as long as there's big government to be had. There, it's so. So I think that what keeps there will be very few. My understanding, very very few national planks for the Federalist Party, pro life being one of them. Now you think, okay, well, how is someone on in California? How are they going to get behind, you know, pro life? Well. They probably wouldn't join the Federalist Party if they weren't pro-life. But that being said, outside of pro-life and maybe one or two other just you know, major planks, the states will be free. The state parties will be free to make their own platforms, which jives with federalism when you think about it. The, you know, Republicans and Democrats have a national platform every state party adheres to. Like back to what you were saying, if you have a bunch of Federalists in California. Say they're pro-life, but they're really, really big on uh, centralized healthcare, social healthcare. Then I suppose that will be in their in their platform. So I kind of want to not necessarily change topics, but it just comes back to this decentralization because I'd like to see mm-hmm. a a marketplace of ideas. I'd like to see like twenty different mm-hmm. political parties. Honestly, I want. The, I want the Federalist Party to succeed in the way I want to see the Libertarian Party succeed and the Green Party succeed and everyone succeed because I think we need to break down these barriers. But in terms of just you know actual change, I want to mention what I brought up at the beginning of the show. It was if we have to have a change, it has to come out of Washington. Now, with the Federalist Party, I like the, I like the approach of it's going to come from the states and local government. But – Recently, as I've been kind of just, you know, reevaluating my life and asking myself that question, it's like, how does change begin? I I think I'm kind of going on the route of, you know, what we discussed when it came to Bitcoin a moment ago. I'd like to talk a little bit more about that because I'm looking at it from more of a individuals have to opt out of the given systems. Because I was on a show recently with my friend Alex Shaw and we talked about, you know, why taxation is considered theft by libertarians. And my biggest thing is, you know, if you use the government dollar, expect to pay that money back in taxes. But if you don't want to do that, why wouldn't you use an alternative currency? I I like the ideas of agorism recently, which is you don't necessarily have to ask permission. You could not necessarily, I'm not saying break the law in any way, shape or form. I'm not saying break the law, but I'm saying the areas where you can opt out and do your own thing, whether it's growing your own food or using cryptocurrencies or trying to become energy independent, it's stuff like that, which I, I think that's going to be where the change is once people actually say, you know, maybe the political institutions don't work as well. Maybe I just need to become as mm-hmm. independent as possible. Do you think it's going to have to come through that way where people just take more responsibility in their own lives? Or do you think it's going to have to be done through the political means? Whereas now since you have the options because the political institutions have kind of shrunk a little bit, now maybe people will start thinking. I, I like what you said and, and I'm reminded – but my my editor in chief, Cody Fairfield, who uh, at the Libertarian Republic, who just deplores 
tribalism in politics. Uh, if he had it his way, and I agree with him, we would all be independent thinkers and we would just kind of vote individually. We wouldn't necessarily need a party to tell us kind of what to think or how to vote. Um, but now as the system stands, Remzo, I think it's got to come out of Washington. We're just not there yet. I think the revolution continues for liberty and for freedom, but we're not there yet. It's got to come out of Washington. No, I, I can't disagree with you. Can't can't disagree with you on that. Uh, folks, I wish I had a yeah. more enlightening thing to say, but <laughs> as of right now with our system, and I think you might agree, it, it, something has to change there first. Yeah, it's you've got to you've got to. Oh, I'm going to sound super Trump-like, but you got to drain the swamp before you can go <laughs> yeah. ahead and put in a mini-mart or giant mall of America. Anyway, Eli, we're going to go ahead and hit our final commercial break and wrap up the show. Folks, the conversation continues right after this. Hey, it's Jen Gray with the Leading Liberty Podcast, and you're listening to Remso Republic. Visit RemsoRepublic.com for all available content. Hey guys, Tim Preuss here, and I wanted to take a minute and invite you to stop over to PreussPodcast.com and give our show a listen. We've got in-depth commentary on the issues that matter to you. These hookers, <laughs> fucking whores, are out there. These They're... hookers, man, I tell you. Yeah, that's like the most contact I've had with the hooker. Is them yelling at you. yelling at me on Twitter. <laughs> we break down the most pressing issues of our time. This what? large lady with, like, tight clothing on. Not appropriately linked tight clothing either. And we get the most intelligent analysis from friends of ours like Jeffrey Tucker. Uh, you pulled over engine trouble and, and what happened, what happened? Uh, I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's, uh, oh, I, oh, God. Seriously, though, we love putting on a show that both entertains and educates. We're growing and we'd be thrilled if you joined us. Check out PreussPodcast.com for more. That's P-R-E-U-S-S podcast.com. Hi, I'm Eric Pratt, Executive Director of Gun Owners of America, and I have a message from my co-host, Remzo Martinez. Folks, this August, Gun Owners of America is bringing you the best, most amazing podcast coming to you from Gun Owners of America. It's called Firing Back. For the first time in decades, the Second Amendment is on the offense. And what does that mean for you? We'll be covering the worst of the worst of the progressive controllers targeting your natural rights. We'll go ahead and cover the myths, the lies, the frauds behind gun regulation, and so much more. So tune in this August. We're available on Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and most importantly, iTunes. And don't forget to check out more about firing back over at gunowners.org. This time, we're firing back, and the Second Amendment is on the offense. Make sure to subscribe to all the podcasts on the Libertarian Wing Media Podcast Network on Google Play, iTunes, and Stitcher, such as the Alex Merced cast, with interesting interviews with interesting people every week. Breaking progressives, spending time every week breaking down left-wing narratives and showing what's real and what's fake. Economics Why Not, a weekly look at economics and applying economic principles to daily life. 
Better Today, a weekly podcast where we take a look on ways to improve your life and be better today. Libertarian Commons is a podcast where we play audio from the video archives of Alex Merced from his videos dating back to 2008. Liberty Public Access, a podcast where anyone can submit an episode. Submit your episodes to Alex Merced at alexmerced.com. Have you been wanting to start your own podcast? Then subscribe to Podcast and Logging Tips and Tricks, a weekly podcast about how to host your podcast, how to produce your podcast, and how to market your podcast. We'll be adding some monthly podcasts to the lineup soon, including Make Markets Free Again, a monthly look at what's going on in markets and regulation all over the world, and the Free VST podcast, looking at free VST instruments for electronic music producers. Listen to these podcasts by going to libertarianwingmedia.com or subscribing on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. And if you enjoy the podcast, tell your friends and leave a positive review on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Remember the good old days. You know, like Jeff Sessions remembers. He remembers when the government could just seize your property without even taking you to trial. He thinks that you must be a degenerate because good people don't smoke marijuana. You know, like Barack Obama or a sexual pervert like William Jefferson Clinton. I remember America. Jeff Sessions, taking your stuff because he wants it. Welcome back. We're about to finish up the show, but I want to kind of just, you know, focus on something that's really cool. Um, I love seeing people who are doing cool things and highlighting their projects. And if I am correct, you have a book coming out in November, Eli. Am I right? I do. Yes, I do. So uh, I, I decided to um, to write a, a book that's just completely uncensored. You know, one thing about writing articles for websites and in and, and, and different media outlets is they kind of have the ultimate creative say in what ends up being published. And that's fine. That's their job. I, I begrudge them nothing for that. But I decided to put something together that was just mine, completely uncensored, um, unfiltered, everything I believe, and, and not just things that I believe, but things that I believe will help bring the country toward a shift toward freedom. Uh, it's called the New Patriot Manifesto. It's 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 going to be not a very big book, but a succinct um, to the point book where you know people might be able to look to that and read it and say, OK, well, maybe this principle makes sense for me. And they can see it explained out in simple terms. And it ties back to the same principles that we were founded on. So that's why I call it the New Patriot Manifesto, because we're not fighting the same battle that. Jefferson and Adams and Washington and Madison were fighting back in the 1770s. We're fighting a new one. So it requires the same principles. We need a new way of, uh, of approaching them. And it's coming out on Thanksgiving Day of uh, this year. 
Awesome. So I, I'm just curious because I, okay, I'm not a hoarder. I don't have a problem. I just have an <laughs> overflowing number of books in my house. And um, one thing that I have is I have an entire section for political science and philosophy. And as I'm looking at it right now, I've seen, I see like, you know, don't hurt people and don't take their stuff, a libertarian manifesto. I see libertarian right. mind. I see the revolution by Ron Paul. And I see a bunch of other stuff too. A lot of these books, I like it because they always provide a different way of communicating the same thing in a different way. So that way you can kind of understand, you know, if I'm talking to a person that's interested in this type of stuff, where can I pull back the knowledge and say, okay, this is how I could talk about this principle while still talking about it directly. I just have to change the way I communicate it. And then you have some that are just kind of like, I don't want to say copycats, but they're kind of copycats. So I, I get what you're saying by old principles, new problems. But if you if you had to sum it up to like a, a person that's just, you know, they're kind of on a budget and they want to make sure that when they get something, they really get it. What makes your book unique? I think what makes it unique is that it it's first of all, it's going to be published this year. <laughs> so some of, those books you said are, some of those books you said are classic uh, and those principles are, are, are timeless and they always will be, and they bring great content. I've, I've read, I've read, uh, I think both of the ones that you've mentioned are uh, the revolution and don't, don't hurt people. Don't take their things. Um, and they're good. This is going to be written post Trump in the time where the, where people are really grasping for what they believe there is a movement and it's bigger than people think. So the, that's, what's going to make the new Patriot manifesto different is that it's very, it's going to be very current and people are going to read it. It's going to make sense to them today. And they'll build, they're going to be able to use some of those principles today in their local parties and in their, in the voting booth. Makes sense. Makes sense. Anyway, Eli, we've got to wrap up the show. If people want to follow you, uh, read your stuff and, you know, ultimately go buy your book, how could they do so? You can follow me on Twitter. It's at Eli Bowman, E-L-I-B-O-W-M-A-N. Uh, the website's under construction, almost done, but it will be uh, newpatriotmanifesto.com. You'll be able to learn more about the book and sign up for updates on when that's being released and how to get your hands on it. Uh, and you can go, always go to the, to, uh, the libertarianrepublic.com. All the content on there is great. Um, but you can always uh, search uh, by uh, by author for my stuff. Good stuff. Eli Bowman, thank you so much for coming on the program, sir. It's been a blast having you on. A pleasure, Remzo. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Not a problem. So, folks, to kind of wrap things up, because I want to let you go, so you can go ahead and you know go check out Eli's articles and his book. But he, here's the biggest thing. Whether you agree with me or you agree with Eli or you disagree with us both, I think we can all agree on one thing. It's that change is not going to come from the bureaucrats in D.C. And whether or not you want to go ahead and jump on the Federalist Party wave or you want to try agorism, I don't want to say that there's a single right answer because I think everything leads in the same direction. It leads to this, an emphasis of enhancing and empowering and growing the respect for the individual by decentralizing the state. I'm just going to leave it there. Go ahead, check us out on Patreon. For just $2 a month, you get exclusive content and everything else, new episodes. You can go ahead and find us more. Uh, I'm sorry, find more about the show on remsorepublic.com slash podcast, where you can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play. Check out all our networks, such as the Self-Defense Radio and Auto Radio. And as always, be good to your neighbor. Go out and treat yourself and tune in next week. I'm Remso W. Martinez. Good night, America. 
stay connected to Liberty's Rabble Rouser on Facebook and Twitter to stay up to date with the latest episodes, blogs, and other available content. What are you waiting for?